Welcome to Two Arabs and a Podcast, a show with no limits. Dating, business, martial arts, self-defense, and the life of two Arabs in America. Arabs in America. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your hosts, the owner of Warrior Academy, the son of an immigrant, international traveler, black rank in Krav Maga, a jiu-jitsu practitioner, and Brazil's national champion, and of course, 2018 self-defense instructor of the year, a bodyguard and military combative instructors, none other than Franz Azar, joined by his co-host, Omar Aswan, the owner of Warrior Tactical Training, Published author, doctor of criminology, world traveler, fluent in four languages, a military combat contractor, and a first-generation immigrant. The show begins now. Welcome to another episode of Two Arabs in a Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Aswad, and I'm joined by Firas Adab, and we're coming to you live from Kansas City with a great episode ahead of us. We're uh, honored to have a special guest, uh, which we'll introduce here in a minute, and uh, I'm very excited to have him on the show and talk to him and ask him questions. We got a lot of questions on Instagram, and we have a lot of questions ourselves. Firas, how's it going today with the mimosas, man? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm, I'm used to us sitting here like, what, around five in the evening? Yeah. We're chilling out with our glass of tequila and a nice ass and crumb. I come in. First of all, it's 9.30 in the morning. I swear to God, I said, I got to really like Brian to do this <laughs> early on a Sunday. I walk in and uh, here's a, a plate of croissants, a large bottle of orange juice and champagne. I'm like, what the fuck is this, a date? <laughs> and there's a candle right now. <laughs> It's a Yankee candle too. Yeah, I guess us alcoholics need the alcohol going in there. We're just gonna shake. I know if we drink tequila at nine o'clock, it looks bad. So mimosas yeah. makes us look civilized. I think we're brunch. not functional alcoholics at this moment. <laughs> no, we're not. Pretty okay, much. yeah, we're not. <laughs> so uh, last episode we had Ben Jones for two episodes in a row. Uh, I think we got a lot of amazing feedback from people who are equally into the fighting community and to fighters, and also uh, just outsiders who are interested in getting an insight into the fighting career of a UFC trainer and uh, it was amazing and also uh, we're very honored to get a lot of feedback from you guys on social media uh, we're still getting feedback about the dating one I think that was a, a home run for us so far out of eight episodes that was the one it's especially it's, it's ironically funny that all the women are sending us messages I yet to get one single message from a guy giving us his opinion about the podcast about that specific episode about the dating one it seems like guys are not. I had one. He called us feminists. Yeah, he said you guys are feminists. Uh, so I don't understand why. How are we feminists when we said men should be men and fucking like ball, like grow some balls and act like actual men? Uh, so men are not interested in hearing that. I guess they don't want to know the ugly truth of dating and saying, hey, you know what? Just become a man. Um, own up your shit. Be honest. Be upfront. But I guess that's uh, something well, that's missing from today's society. If you noticed, I don't want to take too much time on this because I think we need to do another podcast about this. I am really personal ticked off on the responsibility of Facebook and Instagram. And I'll tell you what happened. If you notice my friend Khairiya, the MMA fighter. Yeah. So this obnoxious fucker, I posted on my Facebook and Instagram and I put what he said. I didn't, and, and his dick was there, but we censored it. Yeah. Um, but the language under it. So I'm like, all right, we're going to just share it everywhere because Facebook banned her. They took out down my uh, post. Instagram sent me an email warning that they will shut my account. And I'm like, hold on a second. I shared what this guy sent her on your platform. 
but you're not betting him. Yeah. No, it is. It's and bullshit. It, and it's it, it's really interesting. And it, it was just like, you know, like whatever, man. But I mean, this guy randomly uh, just shoots this. It's just I'm like, wow. It is bullshit. Uh, Facebook is, is very uh, biased, in my opinion. We When we had the seminar for the Women Empowerment in October, uh, they didn't allow us to, to advertise. They didn't let me advertise. They didn't let you advertise. They wanted me to prove an idea to my home address yeah. because I'm doing some kind of what is political group movement. I'm like, it's not a political movement. We're training women in honor of October domestic being violence. domestic violence. Awareness. But um, yeah, but I think it's very biased. But anyway, let's talk about social media. Yes. Today we have a, an amazing guest with us today. Uh, we're honored to have him. Uh, Brian Compton, who's coming to you uh, live from Ofolan. He's joining us over Skype. Uh, he's been in, into social media management for the last five years or so. Uh, he owns his own brand, BC uh, Limited, which makes amazing glasses. They've been in, in, in uh, custom shirts and other brands. And I've been waiting for the glasses, by the way way but they're always sold out when i go to the website well you're doing like everybody in my fucking gym that doesn't listen to me i post it immediately when it comes yeah up. i don't listen usually i'm drunk then i go like that a week later and it's sold out and i'm like okay crap i missed my chance again but uh brian how's it going today man it is going well sir how are we doing today good good thank you for joining us so early in the morning we blame you for it <laughs> Man, early in the morning is 5 a.m. This is this is late morning for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no. Early, early is 1 p.m. for me. That's uh, when early. <laughs> so uh, you've been into social media management for the last five years. You started with tactical shit um, as an admin for them and, and then became, uh, in a sense, almost a brand ambassador where you had your own link, your own code, where you basically uh, advertise and sold their products for them. Is that correct? Uh no, because you're, you're you're horrible at definitions. To be honest, um, here here's here was the thing behind it. Um, I met TJ at the gym uh, just over five years ago, and was making fun of the fact that he always wore gun t-shirts and and patch caps and other crazy shit to the gym. And um, I I started out kind of busting his balls a bit and going, okay, well, what's your deal? And we then started speaking about things, and um, he offered me the gig. Hey, you know, I'll trade you stuff for uh, helping, you know, run the page. So kind of started with that. And then into the next month it went into, okay, well, how about store credit now? Okay. Well, how are we going to track my sales? Uh, the promo code was actually the original way of tracking sales. And because we had no trackable link because Instagram was not allowing for that. So I always push people to shop.tacticalshit.com. Please use this promo code. So I can build my first AR-15. Basically, that was that was my sales pitch. Um, then later, when the tactical when Instagram allowed for the use of links in the bio, then that's when I was able to get a trackable link and everything else. But the promo code wasn't really so much the the brand ambassadorship because that that would be doing through my own personal brand, and this was actually on the tactical shit um, page. So that's that was the business page. And the promo code was just for the use of the tracking of the sales. Um, sorry, technicality, but it's it's a thing. But yeah, started with that. And then everything, I don't know, slowly went downhill from there. So did you mainly use uh, Instagram in, uh, in terms to advertise for tactical shit? Or did you use other social media platforms? I was the quote unquote Instagram guy. Um, Instagram has been my almost my sole platform uh, for anything and everything I did. Um, for tactical shit, they had their own team working Facebook. This was back when Instagram was still a little bit more in its youth. Um, and definitely not quite as leveraged as it is now for the gun and tactical community. So I was the guy, I was the guy who picked up the page from 
his son who was posting basically here's some titties and guns and, and made it more relevant and, and interactive. Um, and then, you know, five years later, we're almost damn near 100% shadow banned and, uh, cat, you know, and Instagram hates almost everything that we put up, but it's, it's still definitely a, um, uh, what do you call it? A, a definitely a presence within the firearms and tactical and two a, whatever Patriot community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I met Brian first time. I didn't even know he was behind the tactical stuff. Then one day tagged me. We were friends already. I was like, dude, is that you? Or somebody just tagging my name. But uh, I met uh, Brian actually through social media. First, I bought one of his shirts off of Warrior Culture. And uh, I was like, man, I like that. And I remember Jason from Warrior Culture, you told me about it first. He's like, man, this is all you. And I looked at it. I was like, man, that bomb skull thing looks amazing. And sure enough, I then I started. Then I came across BC Limited. And then I started reading all the stuff and I'm like, man, this guy's cool as hell. So you had a lot of good effective stuff. And on top of it, me and him kind of think alike. So that, that kind of got together really cool. <laughs> but uh, Brian, I got a um, uh, just a question here uh, before we get into other questions. So you've said, um, I've read something about when we're going through your biography of things, um, I don't know, kind of slowed down after President Trump came in. And I'm not talking about anything political, but is there's a timing something went down with social media? During uh, it wasn't wasn't social media. I'm sorry to to cut in the middle of it, but um, it wasn't social media so much as something called the Trump slump. Um, All of a sudden, nobody was coming for the guns. Nobody was going to take your gun. There weren't going to be any riots. Oh, so that guy, I got what you're saying now. Okay. So because all of a sudden everybody was safe and sound and and nothing was going to go bad anymore. Nobody was buying anything. I mean, people or not people, I would say that industry (laughs) <laughs> profits most when there is danger or when your second amendment's going to get pulled. Now, you know, it's not to say that Donald Trump's not doing certain things for gun control because um, he very much is, but if the, the feeling with everybody is that everything's okay. Cause you know, good old Donnie's got the wheel and we're all good. So no one's buying body armor. No one's buying plate carriers. No one's worried about all the green tip ammo going away. So all these things, that we're feeding into the fear with eight years under the Obama administration are now gone. So, so do you think do you think a lot of times the fear tactics are or marketing strategy used by gun manufacturers to increase sales by because I've seen it in the last couple of years under Obama, uh, like last his last couple of years of his uh, presidency, where certain companies, for example, will always you go to them and they say sold out. Is that a strategy where they're trying to say we're sold out? There's a lot of demand that increase the prices, increase increase the fear that hey we're running out by now, versus a lot of availability and like everybody can buy anything because like even the ammo, for example, under Obama went out, like you go to Walmart and there's no ammo, but there wasn't really anything physically that affected the ammo shortage policy wise, at least not that I know of. So do you think that was a a strategy used by, by gun manufacturers? No, I think it was entirely a, a tactic by the government to put out the possibility of gun control or gun restriction or ammo restriction, whatever it was, there was actually a bill that was introduced to pull all the green tip ammo off the shelves to make it not available for civilian use because it pierces body armor. So that was real. The making bump stocks and binary triggers illegal is real. Um, Right now there is a bill that's being introduced, I believe through California to make the purchase of gun parts and 80% lowers illegal, which is real. So 
using these tactics, it's it's a sales pitch. Absolutely, it's a sales pitch. But the thing is, the, the government is setting up the, the game. You're just playing it. So whenever time, you know, they come out with a new gun restriction, especially when a Democrat's in office who's pro-gun control, there's a run on ammo. And there's a run on gun parts and there's a run on guns. There's a run on everything. And then it kind of goes away as the fear goes away and everything washes out until the next time it happens. Or at the same time, like when we had all the riots um, there for the last four years or so, like with Ferguson and um, uh, God, what's the one on the East Coast? That I can't think of right now for some reason, um, you know, and in Seattle. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore is another big one. And then all the riots in California and up north. Body armor was huge. Body armor was huge sales. I mean, it was moving at, at, at metric tons. They could not, they being the entire industry, could not keep up with them, you know? And then there was, um, every time there's a school shooting, people go for the uh, soft armor inserts into backpacks for their kids. Now, the thing is, you're shoving 3A soft armor into a backpack, making it a pound or so heavier for a smaller child to lug around when. The, the fact that most of the time when those idiots go in there to do the stupidity, they're firing rifles and three, a armor does not stop a uh, rifle round. So there's that, but it's, it's everything, everything that's used to kill or defend life does best under fear. That's the best marketing tool you can possibly use for those. Well, things. you know what, Brian, I agree with you. I'm talking about my business as well. I've been doing this, uh, Teaching-wise, 16 years, but running my own academy, I think I'm hitting my fifth year right now. And uh, it is interesting how fear plays a role. Um, anytime, any freaking time in town, there's a news of some chick got dragged that got raped. Suddenly, we get an influx of emails and calls from women that want to train self-defense. Um, during all the riot times, a lot of people started approaching me and my coach because they've checked our background. A lot of people did. That. I mean, even the TV news, they do a better job actually than people sometimes, but I don't give the media too much credit. They're idiots anyway. But anyway, um, they will come and contact us because, you know, we've worked in kind of, um, situations when it came out with people rioting, going after, especially even in the books, uh, my coach even wrote. And, and, and I do agree anytime that sound of fear, the business we're in picks up. And anytime everybody feel, oh, okay, it's all right, it's safe, it just goes down. Like right now, everybody's feeling safe. It's all, now, uh, Omar, you're, you're, you're at my academy. Yeah. Have you noticed the number increase of women in general class? I'm not talking women class. Exactly. It's now the, the ratio is what, 50-50? Yeah, pretty much. We never had that. Have you noticed? No, exactly. Even I see that when I, when anytime there's a church shooting, there's a school shooting. They contact you. They, my request on my website for gun training and gun classes goes through the roof. Literally, I go from like 30, 40 requests per week to four or 500 requests per week. Uh, and it's just, I think it's, it's a scare tactic. So what I was trying to ask without getting political and without saying my political affiliation or, or discussing politics, Brian here, but I think we're agreeing here and correct me for wrong that essentially Democrats in office do and in, in, in essence help gun manufacturers and gun ammo sell more ammo. They're trying to stop that, but in essence, they're doing the opposite by their scare tactics. They're actually increasing sales. They're increasing purchases of training, ammunition, gun builds. I wouldn't put it as doing the opposite. I would do it as they're continuing to push their agenda. But with every agenda, there's a polar opposite. There's another side to it. I, I think we've seen that forever in politics. You know, the more division you can make, the more you can make something controversial, the, the more you can push your sides further out. So, you know, you have eight years of pushing further and further out. So, 
yeah, I mean, as much as it, it helped the gun industry, it also helped the other side. You know, now there's more and more people who, who are actively going after people to to make them give up their guns and give up the Second Amendment. So or to give up whatever or to force their version of the utopian, everyone's safe and happy and society. I mean, all this pushes agendas. So you can always market against an agenda or for an agenda, depending on what side you're trying to sell to. You know, at the same time, the gun industry was booming. I'm sure there were also, you know, T-shirt sales with rainbows on them that were booming or all the, you know, anti-gun stuff was booming. So it's anytime there's there's a polarizing type topic, I guess you could say, or or something that's like a hot button topic, you, you pick a side and you can market to it. And fear is a hell of a marketing tool and it's cheap. So yeah, the gun industry does better when there's fear. And it does better when it feels that the Second Amendment is, un- you know, it, it's a marketing tool. It, it's, it's how the game is. That, that's that's the game of selling those things. Uh, Brian, I want to touch on something. I know, like, Brian, I want to say we don't want to get political, but we all have our beliefs and we're all, t- I think we all see eye to eye and stuff. You said something that made me uh, curious. Um, I've always, because you're in the industry, let me put it this way. Um, something kind of struck a chord with me right now. When you pointed out, they come in to take the, what is it, the bunk stock? and all that this is real so all the hoorah we see on media about them it's not a fear tactic that they want to come and take the guns some of the stuff is real uh, as you stated right wow no i i'm I, i'm just listening to you i'm not i'm not contradicting anything i'm just like wow I, I used to think it's just too much blabber i didn't know they were that serious no i think i think the problem is uh, with washington they're making policies and you can see that i'm not going to talk about guns in washington i'm going to give you a metaphor that people can relate to watch any any person who's under the age of 50 watch when when mark zuberg showed up to the house and they were asking him a question so dumb that any person, literally my nephew who's seven years old, looking and he's like, what, what are you talking about? He can answer these questions. But they, it was embarrassing. They, These guys have no background knowledge about IT, but yet they want to make uh, policies about technology. And the same thing, the exact same guys. And I mean, this is an example that we both can agree on. Democrats, liberal, independent, whoever you are, you can agree that Mark Zuberg, and, and it was embarrassing. It was memes going around and, and the questions were weird. And the same thing with gun control. You have people that are trying to enforce laws without actually understanding guns. You see politicians talking about guns and using the different wrong mental, wrong analogies or wrong words and talk about assault rifles and talk about this and that and machine guns, which already has been banned. But they don't have an understanding of, of something and they want to make policies. And that's why I think it, it's important that we address that, that any, any law, and I'm not talking only about guns, whether it's healthcare, whether it's IT, whether anything, that's why I think consultation with experts is matters. Because if you consult with the people who actually understand the technology, understand what you're talking about, they will give you better advice on what to do than just trying to emotionally drive and make laws about something that you don't even understand what's going on. Like I can't make laws and regulations about NASA because I have no understanding of NASA. So I would consult with somebody about NASA and be like, hey, explain to me what you think works better and I will help you do your job. What do you think? So Armand, are you saying a politician shouldn't publicly say that they're going to come take all the guns? If you don't give up your gun, they should use tactical nuclear weapons to remove them from you? Yeah, that, that sounds retarded. What, what, the, the, <laughs> you heard that guy for us? He said uh, we're going to use tactical <laughs> nuclear weapons against uh, to disarm people uh, and come for other. Are you guys serious? Or you guys no, no, this shit? is serious. This was in the news like yesterday. <laughs> 
Go to the tactical shit page. I posted the. Uh, this guy's serious, man. I'm. I keep up with stuff, but sometimes stuff in Washington has been really crazy. That I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, he at, said. He said we can. We can enforce gun control. It's going to be a short war. We have nuclear weapons. What are they going to do? What, what do you does mean? that mean? Do you want to bomb us? Like, what, what are you going to bomb? Like your country? Bomb like bomb the Midwest, for example. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you going to bomb the South? Us. What are you going to bomb? Like any 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 state that allows gun guns? You know, that's ridiculous. I think it's a point where it's getting ridiculous. And and I see a lot of people talking about things they don't understand per se, and they get their noses stuck in it, and they don't have understanding or education to back it up, like that nuclear react, uh, comment. So Brian, social media. Yeah, you you've been we got sidetracked. Uh, blame the Moses. <laughs> so you've been you've been in social media. You started managing social media. So you have you have a pretty good understanding of social media uh, build branding and utilizing social media for marketing purposes. So a lot of questions come to mind, and we'll we'll address a lot of them. But first of all, how do you balance? social media page from being a company's page to a personal page because I see I see two different polars I see a company that is very personal like where your culture gear like your company very personal you're posting things that relate to people you're commenting on people back you're responding to people and I see companies who are like this is my product I'm not going to say anything to you and I'm going to keep it 100% quote unquote professional we're not going to relate to you I'm a product I'm not a company I'm not a person so how do you balance the two well, there's varying philosophies and varying levels of uh, getting personal with people. Um, it depends on the business. It depends on what you're selling. It depends on the subject matter. I mean, it depends on a lot of things, to be honest. Um, so, yes, yeah, some companies are going to go, look, here's what we stand for. Here's what we're selling. Buy one. And some people don't even bother with the here's what we stand for. Some people just go here, buy one. Um, those are people that are sale based. 100% sale based. They're not looking to create a relationship with their customers. They're not looking to make any change or have a, a, a social or political or otherwise statement. They're just basically saying, here's our product X, buy our product X because our product X is the best. And that's it. They're, they're looking to make a dollar and they'll use, you know, paid promotion ads, all kinds of stuff to sell product X. Um, then there's the, the polar opposite of it, which would be the, Here's what my business stands for. Here's what I stand for. Here's the conversations we're going to have. And here's why we're going to have them. Oh, by the way, I represent these statements and my quote unquote culture by way of, you know, for myself, apparel and durable goods, which images and phrases and quotes that are reflective of my belief system and the culture that I am building, you know, and then there's everything in between. There's people who don't know how to do that. There's people who are trying to do both sides of things. There's, you know, Bob in his garage, who's printing stickers, who's, you know, goes with the whole made in the USA made, you know, buy my hands sticker. So buy a sticker and people go, oh, yay, a small business support them. But Bob has no clue how to convey why he's doing the stickers to anybody or, or what the hell the bigger plan is other than, you know, Bob wants to get away from the wife and kids for a while under the excuse of making a few extra bucks selling stickers. Um, then there's the company who will make the statement of why they're doing this or, and they're going to, or how they're doing this and then go about linking that to their product, but they're never going to actually have that one-on-one -on -one conversation with a customer. So the, the personal relationship isn't there. They're selling uh, check out how cool we are. Be like us. 
um, a Under Armour, a Apple, a um, honestly, uh, to bring up more local um, supplement superstores and first form, you know, with the stuff that Andy Purcell is doing. So th- there's varying levels um, of, of where you're going to go with it from I'm just trying to make a sale all the way down to the personal individual interaction but also having this very deep rooted culture, if that makes sense. So it's, it, it depends on what you're doing and how you about running it. I mean, the selling a product page is here's a product and I throw money against it to get it in front of people hoping to into a, into a, into a purchase. Um, or I'm going to talk to you about culture and, you know, uh, subject matters and all this stuff. And by the way, here's something that I'm be selling. And, and there's all the stuff in between. So, it, it kind of all depends if that makes sense. So is there, in your opinion, is there a better way to do it than uh, one way or another? I mean, I know there's different ways, but like, for example, let's talk about gyms just because it comes to mind. You see a gym that is, for example, Farage gym. He's posting things. He's relating to, to his clients. He's talking about self-defense, but very real. This is my life. This is who I am. I'm a real person, real in the community. This is what I do for the community. This is what I teach. I train hard myself. I'm out drinking. It's, it's a very well-balanced around a person. Then you see another gym that posts memes that they get from Google all day, every day. They literally don't even post pictures of themselves. And they're like, here's a picture of, of something that is cheesy that I got off Google. Here's another picture with no hashtag, no caption, no nothing. And then I'm going to post a picture of us, but I'm going to be very sarcastic in tone and, and keep it sarcastically. So an emoji, the fuck out of the whole An post. emoji, like literally we're talking about something very serious. Like let's talk about rape prevention and throw a laughing emoji. Do you think one way relating to your clients, especially in today's age where people, social media is playing a big influence of us, we're no longer advertising, we're not longer watching commercial on TV, is more personal, people relate to it? Or you think the way of saying, here's my product, buy it. If you don't, I'm going to post sarcastic emojis and sarcastic memes. Go fucking buy my product. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Do you think, I understand there's two different ways to do it, but is there a better way to do it? Who's winning? Who's winning? In terms of what? Who's winning? In terms of of dollars, in terms of membership, in terms of longevity. Who's winning? I think you already know the answer. Yeah, yeah, I know the answer. Yeah, I know, but I'm putting it out there. I mean, we we want to bash another gym. Let's bash another gym. It's childish, petty, and stupid. You know who follows childish, petty, and stupid? Childish, petty, and stupid people. That is right. You want to do business with those people? No, 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 no. We understand. I mean, let's get down to what it is. It's somebody who's being childish and idiotic for the sake of gaining attention, like a child who throws a fit. No, no, that's what they're doing. No, we market for that. Absolutely. No, we understand, Brian. But they're not taking. And we, under, we understand I own a company for us as owners of company. You own a company. We understand marketing, but a lot of the followers that we have are upcoming entrepreneurs and they're looking up to me. They're looking up to Phil They're looking up to you and they're looking to other people and they're saying, how, which one is better? The one that is posting memes is easier. It's less work. The one that is personal is more work. I have to actually expose my personal life. So there's two ways to it. So we're not bashing a gym. We really don't no, care no, about it. I'll bash the gym for you. <laughs> Hey, Brian is an Aquarius like me. We're kind of vocal about this stuff. Let's cut to the bullshit. Who's winning? They're not winning. I can tell you they're not winning. I don't even know who the fuck they are, and I can tell you they're not winning. I can tell you they're not winning through longevity. I can tell you they're not winning through culture. I can tell you how they're making a couple bucks and they're staying open. I can tell you that because there are shitty little people in this world that will spend a couple bucks hanging out with other shitty little people in this world who will want to be petty 
and be miserable together. And there is a market for that too. So good for them. But where's your legacy in that? Where's, where's the honor in that? Where is the, the uplifting culture of building future warriors for that? Where's, where, where's anything of any depth whatsoever? So the people who are into that will buy that product. So good for them. Go have your fucking mocha frappuccinos and talk shit with each other and, and, and be the joke of the martial arts community because you don't have any real people there. It's just funny. You just don't. Brian just hit everything on the men. I'll tell you about how I developed my business. And it's funny. He just said it. I mean, he hit every point. When I defected, actually, no, I I got fired. I came in with a broken knee and that son of a bitch fired my ass. I was running the biggest classes and just tossed my ass when I was all broken down and shit. I came from Brazil, I tore the fuck out of my MCL, ACL, broke my knee, fractured. And I was like, holy shit. And on top of it, I was going, uh, my wife by that time walked off on me and left me with my kid. I'm like, oh, nice. But anyway, the one thing I knew in my heart, I was like, I need to get to the roots of real shit. And it's just like Brian stated. I was like, I was like, I'm not into, I'm a very cool guy. I would laugh and joke, but I take this shit really serious. Like I train and my students see me train and I'm making them train. I'm not going to some fat guy to pull his gut up, put a black belt. I was like, I've done my time. You guys got to be under my feet doing pushups and all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. So I did, I specifically, if you notice, I chose a gym in downtown because what I do is realistic self-defense and it's urban. It's street shit. I'm not doing, I'm at the suburb and for Sally with her kid Johnny and Tommy coming in to do some weekend karate or, you know, martial arts uh, nurse uh, daddy daycare shit going on at my place while I'm teaching adults. I mean, you've noticed, Omar, you walked in my gym, everybody walked in my gym, they're like, yeah, it smells and looks that there's a beating goes down here. Yeah, it does. It goes so far. And it's, uh, that's the thing. And Brian already said, what Brian stated is like, it's about being petty and be, and stupid. And yeah, you get those people, but he's like, do you want half? That's no longevity. I have students that have been, look at Rolf, my black belt. He's been with me now hitting 13 years. I got students that I've been training like Steven. I call him my other kid. He's with me since he was 14. Wow. You've seen him. He's a grown up man right now. Yes, and I think I think basically to recap Brian's uh, answer in a politically correct way for our listeners <laughs> that being personal and being real, being real and genuine will get you more business, more results than being fake, shallow and just posting memes and posting sarcastic shit and keeping your brand as far as possible from people. And I, th- I think we see the results like you see our results firsthand with your students. I see it with my gun classes. Yeah. Brian sees it with his brand. We see it firsthand and we see the outcomes versus somebody who might not see as similar results at all when they're just posting saying memes on memes on memes on memes on memes on memes and just being sarcastic assholes all day long. I think personal relates. It's easier for somebody to relate to a brand and, and stand behind it. First form, and I'm glad you mentioned it, is I think revolutionizing the industry of supplements. And I'm not sponsored by them, not endorsing them. They're a shitty company. Don't buy their products. Go buy Nutra Authority. But seriously, but I think they're, they are doing it in a way where you see people very proud and passionate about saying I'm first form. 
I am first form. You see people who are standing there, they're no longer talking about protein powder anymore. They're saying, no, no, it's a, it's a way of life. I am a first form. I'm a first form athlete. And they're not even sponsored by these guys. But they, they made it in a way where it's the cool kid club where everybody and their mother now, every girl showing her ass on Instagram says, I'm sponsored by first form, even though she's not. Yeah. They made it in a way where it's the cool kid club. And they're no longer saying this is a good protein. This is a good pre-workout. This is a way of life. And I think that's why they relate to people. They made it a way of life. They made it very, it is, it's in a sense it is, but it's better. I think it's better marketing than saying, here's a good protein, go buy it among 1000 other proteins. You got a question for Brian, right? Um, yes, uh, it's a comment and a question. I'm gonna go ahead for Brian. First of all, uh, for our audience, I hope uh, we're gonna put all the information about Brian's pages and I do recommend you follow. I, I Like I said, I'm not blowing smoke to the guy's ass because I like him and he's a friend of mine, but seriously, he's one of the guys that I've said at time, I, I've, I've led you to read his stuff. Yeah. Like when Brian puts a picture, you look at it, but then he'll put the quotes and the stuff he write under it. It's like, like he said, you know, when he says originality and being real, any, I think if you're a real person, you can relate to it. I like a lot of his memes, not memes. I don't know. I don't call them memes. It's posts. I mean, yeah, that's not right. Posts, uh, especially when he talks as a man way when it comes to relationships and how he looks at his woman and even at work. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he said. It resonates with me and I think a lot of people. My question to you, Brian, um, how much time do you put in to do that um, for your post? You're very active at that. And I'm like, wow, man, this guy keeps up, keeps up, keeps up. And uh, let's be honest, we're all human and we work and you have family. There's no time. There's times that you like feel like you want to bash your head at a monitor just doing this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is no time for anything, but you make time for what's important. I, I will put it that way. Um, I spend probably a few hours a day on BC limited total. Um, it is how I start my day. It is how I end my day. It, that's every day. Um, it's been every day since, uh, April 17th. Um, now there are nights that are later than others. Uh, I mean, for a long time I was getting maybe five hours of sleep a night, uh, of five hours of sleep. And then every once in a while I would crash and sleep about 10 or so hours. And I found that that was bad for me. So I was trying to sleep a little bit more. Well, except for the past two nights that I've slept five hours a night, but, um, glasses came in. So there's work to be done, but it's, uh, it, it's a huge time investment. And the more you go from the, you know, meme, meme and ad type platform, which is much more tactical shit, which is kind of ha ha funny off the cuff yeah. or, or very polarizing and attempting to be offensive to somebody, um, which I seem to have a gift for as well. Um, <laughs> it, it takes a lot. And, and it's not that I always have the words in me to put down. Um, like I attempted to write a couple times this morning and just, you know, uh, as I, I had the idea and I start to write and then ADD kicks in and I'm off fucking somewhere else and, and I, and I lose all my words. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's even times I've spent, you know, an hour and a half on five sentences. So what is, thank I'm God there's somebody else that did this. You know what? Sorry to cut you off. You are my hero because for the longest time I thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> I literally sat in bed and, and you're a married man. I'm in a relationship. I was staring at the phone. My girlfriend gently kneeled close to me and I don't know her, the way she grabbed my neck. I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get it. She's like, honey, 
you're staring at the phone for the last hour and a half. I didn't see you type one thing. What's going on? <laughs> I literally looked at it. I was like, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> I was trying to put a, a comment on a post I did, and I just like yeah. stared at it. Every time I type it, I delete it. I type it. So you go through that process too, Brian, don't you? I, I, I've written paragraphs. I, I've written complete paragraphs to the point where not only is the amount of space on the post taken up by words, but I have written off on like an email or something to cut and paste later into comments the rest of my thought. And I read the whole thing, and I just think, what the fuck am I even talking about right now? You know, <laughs> I'm fighting battles in third world countries. I'm, you know, talking about love and romance and how to be a father and then fucking donuts. You know, and I'm just like, wow, that was, that was nothing at all. I was talking about not only working harder, but having direction and, 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 and all these other things. And all of a sudden I'm talking about, donuts i fucking okay no not all that goes so yeah i've had i've had some weird moments of writing and then i've had other ones that it's just i'll see a picture somewhere and immediately the words for the picture come to mind and as i put the words on the picture the entire script comes to mind and honestly those are almost all about my wife. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be entirely honest about that. It, the the easiest thing I can possibly write about is the relationship I have with my wife, and how we interact, um, and and everything she does for me. But in 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 writing this stuff about you know character and things like that, if if there's a in a event in my life that sparks an idea, and I I, I write when I'm angry. It'll come out really well. But if I hold on to it, okay, I'll remember this for later and I'll even make possibly even the post and I'll try to write to it later. Totally gone. No, it makes sense. So, so mentioning relationships, your brand stands for three things, right? Three pillars, virtue, honor, and legacy with writings being directed towards men. So why men? Are you sexist? Do you hate women? No. <laughs> I'll, I'll be No, because I have a follow-up question. I don't have women. I don't have women that are friends. Okay. I don't believe that I am. I am the type of guy that has female friends. I just, I, I don't do it. Um, and, and I'll, I'll be completely honest in that. Now I, I work in an office where the majority of them are women and in it, I have no problem with it, but I'm not seeking any sort of buddy, buddy relationships with them. Um, my relationship to a woman is my wife. And then that is, that is as far as that goes. Um, oh, and I cannot speak for women because I am clearly not. Uh, so the, the female perspective uh, best would elude me. Um, all I can do is speak to my thoughts and my side of the story and how I do things. Um, so the, the idea that it, or, or the, the odd fact that would what close to 20% of the page is female following it is kind of a surprising to me, but my wife says it's not because there are women who my thoughts resonate with and they either see that in their significant others or hope for that. So that's kind of, I guess, how they showed up, but I'm not writing to them. I, I'm writing to my wife and sharing my thoughts so that other men can understand or, or, or see the words to feelings that they have yet to, to define, if that makes sense. It does. Cause I, I've heard a lot of guys that, wow, you just put into words what I've been attempting to say to my wife for five years, you know, or I, I've felt this about this girl forever and, and I haven't been able to 
put two words together to explain to her this feeling. And here you've done it uh, where you see, I mean, you, you can see it in the posts, uh, how many guys tag um, their, their significant others on those or, or you know, some chick they're hoping to talk to someday. <laughs> you know, hey, more power to you. If I can help you out, close the deal, then you go ahead and close it, buddy. But it's, it's every time is, is I'm writing to my wife. It, it's kind of like I'm doing something just for her, but happen to be doing it in a public forum so other people can see it. No, it makes sense. And I, I didn't mean the question to be offensive because I have a follow-up question. That's why I asked the first question. No, the follow-up question is, do you have a hidden agenda with your brand where you're not beyond selling products, but you're trying to reshape and recreate that image that we share in common, that we agree on, me, you, Philos, we all agree on it, and that's why we have a podcast about men in today's society moving south and we're trying to re-bring back some of the good qualities of men and what does that actually mean? Do you think that's what you're trying to do? I'm not concerning myself with the failures of other parents, schools, political agendas and everything else that tries to undermine um, what I would define as as proper characteristics uh, for people in general, to be honest with you. but instead, I'm I'm sharing my version of it um, with without influence of all these other things. I've I, I've told well, I've, I've talked to my wife about this a few times, and we're kind of in agreement. I, I don't have competition. I, I don't see these other versions of how to do things as competition, or or other businesses as competition, or anything else as competition. I do what I do, and that's it. I I don't look to what's the What's the other side of things? What's, well, what are they doing? You know, what's their definition of this? How would they do that? I don't care. I, I, I truly don't. Um, I know what my son comes home with from school and I know there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with. So I teach him my way of doing it, what I believe in, what I treat to be the true and correct way and what my wife agrees with. So it's same thing for my daughters, you know? Um, so it's, uh, it, it's not that I'm looking to society and going, wow, it's the emasculation of men and the of, of men and the hatred of men being real men. Is it there? Absolutely. Yes, it is. Have I seen the little gender queens run around all fruity, tooty, fresh and fruity and all, you know, talk about sensitivity and everything else and scared of their own shadow? Yes. Do I feel that this is a, a danger to our quote unquote, you know, American culture? No. No, I don't. Because every time you see something that's so shocking and everything else, it, it oddly enough is the, the, the very, very loud and in your face minority, a very small group that's obtaining a lot of attention because they're so drastically different from what everybody else thinks. You would be stupefied how for every one crazy neutered guy who's out there calling every man a woman hating psycho, there's 500 of us standing there scratching our heads who are the silent majority, middle of the road, common sense guys going, what in the fuck is this guy on? And that, that, that's the reality of it. it I, I don't think there's a, a neutering of men. I, I think there is a teaching in schools of being softer, kinder, gentler. And and everyone was a winner for a very long time. And when reality comes and hits, you have what's happened to the millennial generation and generations after that, where they, they were taught all this. And now they are slowly picking up the fact that that is not reality. Yeah. And, and as much as I love bashing, you know, the balls of uh, millennials and everybody else for all their uh, 
hypothetical shortcomings. <laughs> That's the next generation. And, and, and these are the people that we need to bring up to speak. Um, even the ones that, you know, are, 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 are refusing to do so. I mean, it, it is everyone's responsibility to bring everyone back to reality. So yeah, there, there's, there's the very loud, loud minority who, who, who loves the attack on men and, and masculinity and everything else and calling it toxic masculinity, it, whatever. I, I, it, it's not a concern and I don't think anyone's really real danger to be honest with you. So what does, what does the virtue honor and legacy in your brand stands for then? What, what are you trying to accomplish from that? Um, well, virtue is, is, is what I believe the definition, you know, part of the definition of a man. What, what are the, what are the virtues of a man that, that make him better than the average person? And I'm not seeking for the average. I'm not seeking for the, even the top 25%. I'm, I'm, I'm challenging myself all the time to be uh, of the, the best possible quality I can be in, in every aspect of my life. And I, I get angry with myself to the point of scaring certain people in my house um, sometimes, but I, I hold myself to a very high standard. I hold myself to a higher standard and higher expectation than I possibly could. So I am bringing that style of virtue um, to the table going, look, this is what you should do. And if you don't know what the definitions of these things, find someone who is reflective of these things and emulate that until you can figure it out yourself, you know, and, and honor, I mean, you being in the service and everything and you guys doing what you do. I think we all have a clear understanding of what honor is. Yes. And I think we also have a clear understanding of possible situations or environments when honor needs to be suspended because the honorless do not um, sometimes <laughs> Uh, what's the right way of saying this? It's <laughs> such a gift. So it's, it's like times when in the medieval evil times, they would say they were uh, suspending chivalry, right? So maybe there's at times we spend what I would call humanity for the sake of setting things right again. But it, generally speaking, honor is honor. And I think we have a clear understanding of that. And legacy is um, basically what, what are people going to say about you when you're gone? Or are you even going to be a, a a whisper, you know, to anyone after you go? And I don't want to be a whisper. I believe there is a version of immortality that people are not embracing or understand most of the time in that your immortality is found in people speaking of your deeds and um, your words uh, after you're gone. And I want my my deeds and my writings and such to echo and and through that i will find my own immortality in it and and i will find immortality in the words and actions and of my children and of their children and i want generations long after you know my children's children to still remember me you know that is that is a goal of mine so i'm i'm attempting now to set the foundation by building something beyond just being another guy who goes to work from nine to five and then comes home and does good by his family and everything else. And then there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle. I think that is a, a just an honorable way of living. And if that brings you happiness, so be it. Awesome. Cause happiness is honestly, well, let's be real. That that's, that's the end game. It's not anything else. It's happiness. That's what we're all in it for. And if you don't have that, you don't have anything. So my part of my quote unquote happiness is building legacy. And through doing what I'm doing, I'm teaching my children. You don't have to be a, for lack of a better term, a slave to a nine to five business where they tell you what to do, how to do and when to do in exchange for a little bit of money and the quote unquote illusion of security because you have a job for somebody else. Yes. Your employer 
somebody else. They're giving you this in exchange for your life, eight hours a day, five days a week. No, it makes sense. I think my, I want, I want my legacy to be my butt pictures on hump day. As like the million girls on Instagram, they post pictures with their literally nude, but they're just ass showing. And they're like, you see my progress. I'm like, no, I don't see a progress. I just see your ass. And I'm trying to, uh, what you, uh, but he, what are you trying to do? You're going to show us your ass? No, no, no. I'm making oh. fun of the girls. On oh, hump, okay. On hump day. I, was like, but I, but I was got confused. Sorry. I got concerned. <laughs> I got a little bit concerned because you want to leave a legacy at hump day. I was like, what no, are we no, going to have I, to see now? No, I'm joking around. Uh, <laughs> but you've seen all the girls on Instagram on hump day, Wednesday, they literally wear pictures. They post pictures now. It started with thongs and now it's like fully nothing. Like literally no, no thong, no nothing. And just showing their ass on Instagram and calling. But on their profile, she loves Jesus. Yeah. She's I called the girl out. She's like, I love Jesus. Very disciplined. Uh, church go or this and that and she was pasting pictures fully nude like literally not wearing anything i was like i think uh, jesus wore clothes by the way i don't know oh no the best one is only only god can judge me oh, oh yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> exactly well god probably think you're a whore so put it away <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much oh brian he just sees the same way we see it uh brian Couple of things I got here. Uh, first of all, uh, that whole, uh, I just have to you know, do a comment. The, the honor and legacy, it is strictly, this is so true. I mean, a lot of people uh, don't have their eyes on that. I call it the eyes of the uh, on the prize. And a lot of people think it's the money, money, money. Money is good. I say that every day. I need money to, to keep doing what I'm doing. But the same as Brian, when I did my academy here, I want to leave a place that people understand you know what? That son of a bitch taught me stuff. That son of a bitch taught my, changed my life. There's, that guy showed us, like, I literally have members when they travel, and I'm talking about members going all the way to California, moved, that will, till the day, they will go to big gyms and all that, send me a message and say, you don't understand how I miss that atmosphere of that uh, brick wall gym and hearing you yelling at us and beating our asses, but your kindness and humbles and attention you give to us, I never seen it anywhere else. And I'm talking about a student, and I'm not going to talk about the guy because I also have a respect to the guy that runs that gym. He's a very, he's a legendary guy in the gym in our business, but it's that touch and it's that, you know, man, what are you doing this for? And it's just like Brian said, you know, he, if he does it to wake up people about certain stuff, this is why I do what I do, the same thing. And truly Brian hit the point where I don't think people understand that term legacy. And I think, I think in terms of honor and legacy to me from a business perspective, yes. I see a lot of times businesses, we think often of what can I get? Whether you're a brand, whether you're a gym, whether you're selling anything, like for example, a lot of gun companies in Kansas City, people who I compete with or not compete with, or even gyms, it doesn't matter what you sell, even if you're selling shoes, you think of what can I get? How much money can I get for this? And instead, my philosophy and your philosophy, and that's why we're friends and we agree on a lot of things, is what can I give instead of what I get? The get will come there. I know when I give something to society, money will come. But my goal is what can I offer? And that's why. And I think that the, the why of why you get into business is important because if you're opening a restaurant, are you opening a restaurant because you just want to get make money? You're probably going to fail because there's 10,000 other restaurants. But are you opening a restaurant because you want to give something specific to people that is unique? And that's the exact same thing. Like when we think of brand, my, when I think of branding, and I'm going to ask you about this here in a second. When I think of branding, I always start with any of businesses I had, even when I was selling cars, is why? What am I giving instead of what I'm getting? 
am I giving when I when I was selling cars? I was like, okay, I'm selling used cars that are affordable. What I'm trying to give is give a chance for somebody who cannot afford to deal with dealerships to go buy a car. Omar, hold on a minute. So you were an Arab selling used cars? Yes, I was. Very shady. (laughs) (laughs) Got to point that out. Is that's fucking funny to me? But uh, go ahead. (laughs) No, it is. It is. So, so I think I think (laughs) No, it is. It is funny. I just had a vision in my head. I'm not going to share Selling it. Selling cars? No. no. <laughs> but I looked at no, you. That's, that's why you see how I started making money in the first place. Uh, but <laughs> Especially when he said, very shady. I, 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 I was transported back to Downey, California at an Audi used car dealership talking to this one guy about a car. And just, he had the thickest accent. I'm like, I fucking love this dude because he is so, just everything I picture about a, a used car guy. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll Down- tell I just had a moment. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something funny about actually selling cars. Uh, my signature was when I posted. I, before then, there was no Facebook Marketplace, so you post yeah. a Craigslist, and I post as a private seller, not a dealer. But people always like my friends and even my brother. Uh, he's like, "How can I find the cars you sell?" I said, "I put a specific keyword in the car in the ad that nobody understands what it means, and it gets people asking questions. That's why they call me. Like legit people would call me about the car just to ask that specific question. I say, spiritually clean, what? spiritually clean, spiritually. Yeah, nobody knows what that means. And people call me. They're like, "Excuse me, I'm trying to buy that car that you're selling. It has 250 thousand miles. But what does spiritually clean mean?" And my answer is, it means because these are government cars. I'm buying them from the government and selling them to you. Spiritually clean, I can guarantee that nobody has sex in the car or done drugs. You buy a car from somebody else and I always tell, even I sold a couple cars when I tell people. But how do you, you guarantee that shit? Because I'm buying it from police departments. Like, I don't. I hope the cops are not doing lines of coke I, in the I car. I was going to say, how the fuck you know that? <laughs> you know, I don't know that, but I'm hoping not. But I, I sold the car to a man one time and I told him the same thing. Would you want a car to put your son in the back seat knowing that somebody was fucked in the back seat and there's cum stains She's or there's coke right. or would you rather buy a car from me that is guaranteed to be spiritually clean the only thing that we listen on the radio is, is the bible and, and teachings he bought the car but I think uh, back to my point <laughs> <laughs> see what you open Brian see I'm gonna make a shirt for you spiritually clean man <laughs> Nothing to say about that. I just, gosh, <laughs> I'm speechless. No, but I, but I think I think a lot of times, and I'm seeing this and with with trending, even even a lot of. I was talking to a comedian friend of mine. He's the stand up comedian, and he said the difference between him and other comedians. Comedians show up and they say, "Here's my material. I just want laughter." And instead, he's like, what can I give you? I'm giving you something beyond laughter. I'm giving you a good time. I'm giving you a good experience. And I think a lot of times branding, and I see that even with your brand, maybe you don't call it that, but you're not offering what can I get for a shirt. You're actually giving an experience. When people follow you on social media, they're getting relationship advice. They're getting manhood advice. They're getting cultural advice. They're getting a lot of things. You're giving beyond just a product. So do you think branding is important to focus on that aspect or do you think I'm totally crazy off the wall about giving and actually you should focus on what am I getting for my fucking product and call today? Well, that, that, and that's what I was speaking to earlier between the, the having a why and talking about the why you're doing what you're doing and what it stands for and how you're trying to do it and everything else. And then kind of, oh, by the way, 
we are we are conveying this message through these items as almost an afterthought. I'm not asking you to buy anything. I'm sharing with you ideas. So yes, I, I believe that having that why and being clear about the why and discussing the why and and giving, 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 giving um, is the is the you're because you're building brand. You're not you're not trying to make a sale. And it's a two very different things. I mean building brand, brand is an idea that is basically symbolized by a a set of words or a word or a picture or, or something, you know, you, because a brand has a flag for lack of a better term. And your flag is your, your name, your, your logo, whatever that that's part of your flag. But the brand is not a product. The brand is an idea. The brand is the feeling, the whatever that's associated with that flag. It has nothing to do with the product in and of itself, unless you're selling dildos, in which case then you're just selling dildos. But there's there's a whole culture associated with that, that, you know, as long as you can build that strong and have a very clear definition of that, then all the rest of it comes and you build brand by, by speaking to your culture, by sharing your culture through pictures, through words, through whatever, you know, um, you don't talk about martial arts academies without showing people getting their ass kicked, you know? I mean, basically you, you have to show it, you have to share what you're doing. You have to then speak over that and going, this is what we're doing. This is what we're attempting to accomplish. You're, you're never once saying come join so I can beat your ass too. You're saying, this is what we do here. This is what we speak to here. This is how we do things here. You know? So you're, 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 you're talking about your culture. You're not selling your culture per se. You're sharing your culture. And by sharing that you're giving and then offering to them, Hey, this is it. If you think about this, Maybe it's something we can start talking about. And then you start having the conversation. And sooner or later, that conversation is going to lead to, hey, I noticed you have this. Would you mind if I buy one? Because I like what you stand for. So you're, you're eventually going to get to the what, but the why and the how are the most important. So that, that, is, that is branding to me. You, you need to share the idea. You know, no one, no one, no one buys anything just because it's, it's a cool looking whatever more than once. It's just a sale and you're never going to live in the game if you're just having another sale. You know, you're another jackass on Amazon FBA, you know, pawning products from China then. Congratulations. Nobody cares about you. But people who see the bomb skull know it's me. People know it's me for years. And I've slowly been building that through the various avenues that I have. I'm just to kind of bring full circle on things. So in the starting of BC Limited, it gave me the opportunity to speak more to my flag, to provide additional identity to my flag, to then share with people <clears throat> through my writings, my ideas on a broader range of subjects, and then to bring people in to my world through speaking about the relationship of my wife and my kids and, and why I do these things that I do. You know, by the way, I still have some t-shirts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Um, all right. So I want to jump in. Um, it's funny. Uh, we always put out, uh, have you noticed, Omar? Like, we always put out, hey, we got a guest coming. And we put Brian's profile. And it. we got a lot of questions. I, I have to go through a, a bunch of them because some of them are a waste of time. I mean, there's some, you know, I don't want to disrespect people. But we're kind of really too honest here in this podcast. And literally, I looked at some, I was like, you're fucking kidding me. I'm not going to even ask Brian that question. That is 
dumb shit I, I ever seen. I hate when people say there's no dumb question. There's yeah, definitely no, dumb questions. There's definitely dumb questions. You there see is. me in class. Um, I remember I had a guest, and God respect him. I will never speak bad of this man. He's a great martial artist. But he said, there's no dumb question. There's. I looked, and I looked at my students. I was like, you dumb motherfuckers. Ask me a stupid shit. I'm going to knee you in the face. You should, if he, there's no dumb question, you should respond to the emails I get. <laughs> I had a lady ask me if, if I have an introduction to handguns. If it was 8 a.m. Uh, no, it was it was 4 p.m. She asked me, it's 4 p.m. or 4 a.m.? I said, yeah, it's 4 a.m. We're meeting at the strip club. We're going to do it in the back. Like, what do, what do you think, lady? Why would I do a class that late? <laughs> all right. Before we get distracted and Omar goes on a binge of complaining. Uh, all right, Brian. So uh, I got a bunch of questions here. I think, Omar, you have some. Yeah. So we'll do a back and forth sure. thing. Okay. So the first question I got from uh, our uh, viewers, I mean, uh, audience listeners, uh, one I got is uh, for your social media business, do you recommend Facebook and or or Instagram or both and why? Both and Twitter and YouTube and any place else you can put something where you can gain attention because social media is a, as a business is about gaining attention. It's all about attention. That's the entire game. You're day treating attention as Gary Vanderchuk says, go fuck that guy. But, um, that, that's the, that's the entire thing. It's, it's attention. Where are people paying attention? Social media. Okay. Well, which one should I do? Social media. Which one is, is not the question. It's, it's, you do all of them and they're all a little bit different. So you have to try to do all of them as, as they are well at them. I don't do well at Facebook. That's why I go fuck Facebook, but that's, that's me being an asshole about it. Not embracing Facebook. I don't um, think, I'm sorry to cut you out, Brian. I don't think you're being an asshole. Let me, I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I want to tell you something. I, it was just this comment me and Omar have. I noticed, okay, I built my business off of Facebook and I think it reached its limit uh, locally. Um, Instagram boosted me national wise, by the way, and it gave me a professional reach. This is what Instagram does for me, honestly. Facebook opened a gates of hell of dumb motherfuckers that will do the stupid shit. And if I don't post anything negative, I don't get the attention. I mean, I got my own page, which is a lot of it, family, friends, students, and close martial arts colleague of mine. From, and well, but I'll use Umar as an example. Uh, a couple of years ago when he was a shithead, <laughs> before he became a human being, he was just young and dumb doing stupid shit. Literally, he would post bullshit and you have 500 comments? 500, 600 comments. Okay. Yeah. So now he matured and became a decent human being and after we beat it in him and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you see as he is, you know, he has a girlfriend, he has a legit business and he's got, dude, how many comments you get? Like one. Or likes. No, Even about our yeah, podcast. Like, no, nobody like wants to like anything. We put it on, you know, Brian, we put it on Instagram. Two thousand, yeah. We get comments. We get comments. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of weirded about Facebook, honestly. And Twitter is just a dead to hope for me. Yeah, no. The Facebook is, is just. So weird. I don't know your opinion on that, Brian. But that's my opinion when it comes about. I don't think it's about not getting it. I really think Facebook. A lot of dumb festering motherfuckers that likes like negativity and shit hang around there. I'm just that's my my experience. It is. It's easier for dumb people to use. Because you're only thinking about it as free exposure. There's over a billion people on Facebook. You're going to tell Facebook to go fuck themselves? No, I never said that. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but there's a billion people and like 800, of, 800 million is in, in uh, India and China. And they're not benefiting us as a business because I'm not marketing to China or India. Yeah, you're not, but other people are. It yeah, is. Yeah, I agree. From the social media business, you're marketing to everybody around the world. Last night at 1230 in the morning, 
I got a DM from some guy in Australia who's in the middle of his fucking Sunday enjoying his day who wants to buy apparel who doesn't know if I ship there or not. That was a $120 order. So now I'm international. So it's, it's one of those... Yeah, if you're a local business, Facebook's still good. You just got to pay money. Facebook has matured to the point where businesses <laughs> that spend three hours, three one-hour or 30 four, four 30 minute sessions with a Facebook representative about um, uh, marketing, about paid advertisement. Go talk to them. Go go on YouTube and listen to a few videos about how you can take a post of where <clears throat> come to our gym. We're going to teach you how to do a knee lock, right? Here's a little video of you knee locking some guy who's screaming like a little girl. Then you go, okay, I want to market it to men because men are violent little assholes between the ages of 16 and 25. Because anybody over 25 is kind of a grown up and they want to do more of the tactitional type stuff and not just be a dick. That is true. All that right. is true. So man between, okay, well, what kind of guy is like this? Well, UFC, right? UFC is a big one. All right, what's another one? Affliction apparel or whatever the gay shit is that those guys are wearing these days. Uh, back in my day, it was, it was no fear. So if you had a no fear T-shirt on, or bad boys, or whatever it is, and you wore fucking reflective Oakleys, you were that guy. So great, I want to find all those guys and get them to my gym, so they can pay me a lot of money, so I can unfuck their brains and teach them how to be grownups and true tacticians and respect this sport. Okay, Facebook can find each and every one of them in that area, at those parameters, and at the time periods that they are paying attention to get them to your gym. That's what Facebook can do. Only problem is you got to pay for it. Yeah. No, I pay for my ads. I agree with you when it comes to that. Like when I do an intro, um, it's it's now becoming more and more detailed, um, the lithogram and Facebook. And I honestly, you're right about that. Uh, but you have to say, but yeah, on a personal uh, level, it's just, I think you're right. It, it, if you look at it to do your personal shit, it's yeah. So you got a point right there. It is a business marketing tool it's a place where everybody goes to share family photos. So you're trying to find everybody who's sharing family photos and stupid memes of being an asshole. And you're going to find the people within that group of a billion people around the world who are going to buy your product, pay attention to what you're selling or have that interaction that you want to have with them as a business person. But the thing is you got to pay to go find them because there's so goddamn many of them and you got to filter through all the bullshit and everything else. So you pay for it. That's what Facebook is. Facebook is more of a true advertising opportunity in that you're going to have to pay to get to the people that you want to find, you know, just like with every other form of advertising in the past. What periodical, what newspaper, what whatever, how are you going to advertise to find the people that are specific to what you want to talk about? What radio station you want to run an ad on? What billboard do you want to put up in? You know, you're not going to talk about Rolexes in the ghetto. Uh, no. <laughs> you talk about Cadillac. Okay, so Facebook is the new that. So the thing is, you still have to pay to find the, the audience that you are possibly going to sell to. Only thing is, Facebook is so incredibly specific that you can find that one person in that one city at that one time period who's going to come and spend the money on the one thing that you're selling. Okay, because so before your, your phone, let me finish this thought real fast. Sorry, sorry. Your phone is a collection of everything that you say and do. Yes. Literally. I mean, everyone's, everyone's listening. And everyone's listening for the sake of marketing better to you. So consider Facebook being that you got to pay to play Instagram. There's still some hope because it's still kind of young. Yeah. Now as Instagram continues to mature, Instagram's going to be just like Facebook. It's a pay to play. See, I don't have the issue about the pay to be honest with you. I think it's just, 
I get what you're saying. It is a really large audience. I mean, I think that's why we got all these asshole comments every now and then than Instagram. So I mean, I'm just a hothead. I just see somebody comment. Ah, I just go like my bulldog growl at them. <laughs> I want to bite everybody. But uh, okay. Uh, okay. Before I switch this uh, to Omar, because he has a question. My only question to you um, as your expertise in this, and actually you really, you actually educate us because me and Omar are looking at each other and we're nodding of some stuff you're saying. Twitter though, um, don't you feel like Twitter is more of a platform if you're an established, let's say a local celeb or a celeb on a big level for people to read your shit or care about it? Well, what can you post on Twitter? Well, let's ask that question first. We all know what you can post on Twitter, right? Your limited characters. It's a platform that's twice died and come back to life a little bit. It's a place where people mostly go and say something stupid. Okay. So if you're a possible opinion leader with a stupid opinion and you want to get in front of a lot of people, where do you go? <laughs> As our fearless leader, President does every now and then. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying he's not posting on Instagram. No. He's putting it on Twitter. So uh, between him and the Kardashians, they made Twitter famous again. Yeah, so, I mean, his Instagram is more intelligent. I read his, I read his Instagram. His Twitter is just crazy. So, you know, if, if you, as if you, are, if you are in that sort of business, then Twitter's still good for you. If you are a brand like mine, uh, Twitter probably doesn't matter. Yeah. As much. Yeah. I mean, you still do it? Yes. Do I do it? No. Because I'm I'm impatient and I and I'm I'm honestly equally as impatient on Facebook um because I still have a bit of an ego about where people know me versus where people don't know me. And that is something that I am still trying to overcome in the overall scheme of things is I'm slowly starting to push more and more into Facebook um and spend money there so I can be more of a, a thing like I am on Instagram. But I I don't believe Twitter for the most part is as relevant or as important for most things. Now, that being said, if we're going back to the original question of what's the best platform for social media management? Well, if you are a practitioner, you have to know all of them. So if your business is social media, you can't go to your client. The client goes, great. We want to do something on YouTube. And you go, well, I don't know YouTube. Well, then you're not a social media management or marketing company, are you? You're a guy who jerks off on Twitter on, you know, whatever platform you think is the best. And you try to sell that as being the all in all, all inclusive everything where it's not. I don't see tons of kids between the ages of, I don't know, two and 13 watching other kids playing video games on Instagram. Yeah, that's a multi-million dollar industry on YouTube. Yeah, no, I agree with you to an extent. I think there's different demographics in each platform and different expectations from the people on different platforms. Like Twitter is... It's all a different game. Everyone, it's its own game. And the only thing is Instagram and Facebook are similar because ever since Facebook bought Instagram, it monetized it. It did, yeah. And I think I think there's different demographics, even in people. Like for me, I don't like personally Facebook for business purposes uh, because on Instagram, one, it connects me with other like-minded people and, and easier to find people who are understanding. Like I posted a picture on my company's page that was purposely staged to look retarded. That was to draw attention so people can look at it and be like, what's going on here? And read the caption. I posted on the exact same Facebook on, on Facebook and, and there was a good caption explaining that this is a picture that was taken purposely to look retarded so you can read this caption. And I got like 60 people commenting, this looks retarded. I'm like, did you even read the caption? No, they didn't. They, they just jumped into conclusion. I'm like, uh, that's why I don't like Facebook because on Instagram, people see something retarded and they're like, hold on, this doesn't add up. Let me see what's going on here. 
versus just on Facebook, they see a picture and they start commenting without even reading what just happened. Like, did you even read what just I said? No, you didn't. And and here's the thing is the majority of the, the way the Facebook algorithm works, and we'll get into your very specific example, is that it's showing it to a certain number of people, regardless of how they react or anything else. So even if you don't like those 60 comments of people being stupid, those 60 comments are helping your post much more than they would on Instagram, to be honest, to get that post in front of other, other people. Now, sooner or later, there is going to be the person who's not going to just read the comments, but read the post. And then they're going to start looking at all the comments and agree with you. Wow, these people are really stupid. Maybe this guy has a good point. No, exactly. But the thing, Facebook, Facebook operates more on negativity than Instagram does. That is so true. I believe that is that is probably it worked into their algorithm, to be honest with you, because anything that Facebook is against, including firearms training. Yeah. Yes. The more negative the comments, the more they're going to let it ride. They, they've even because- fucked with my business. Um, if I have a woman, uh, last time they stopped my event because of a picture of a guy holding a woman from her neck. And I'm like, do you really? I, I, I despise pictures. You've noticed my business uh, module pictures, uh, Brian. I don't put a woman in boxing gloves and she's battering someone. I'm putting realistic shit of what can happen. And they wouldn't allow me. They stopped it. I couldn't do it. I mean, it infuriated me so bad. Somebody got fucking butt hurt. Oh, there's a woman being choked. I'm like, really? Read the invent, understand what's going on. So let me ask you a question here, shifting gear. And I'm going to read the person's name just in case. I'm just going to throw them under the bus. Uh, Fit Mama on Instagram asked, she said, I am an entrepreneur. I've been running my own company for the last couple of years. I sell fat burner called Herbal Life on Instagram. I would like your advice, talking to you, uh, Brian, on how can I increase my sales through Instagram and Facebook? My sales are pretty low. Um, honestly, first and foremost, align yourself with a product that's not so matured and uh, openly advertised is not entirely working first off because Instagram especially works best on transparency and honesty. Um, lies travel fast, truth travels faster. So if you consider that first off, back your way into putting yourself in a better situation of things. Um, if we go past that into more specifically the the interaction portion of it, let's boil. Let's look first at how posts perform and why certain posts perform better than others. Um, <clears throat> you got to work hashtags, and don't put the hashtag in your initial write up. Put your hashtag in the comments. That way, people don't have to see. Also, if you start talking to people more, that pushes your product further. If you are, as we talked about, giving, be more informative. Tell people about stuff, and then if nobody's still paying attention pay for the attention, you know, get people to look, you you can get people to look. So it's not like you have to do all these other things and still nobody's paying attention. You know, how often do you pop on a person's page who's talking about trying to lose weight and struggling and commenting on their photos or on their posts? That's another way. That's that's free marketing right there. If nothing else, that's free. That's another free way of doing things. It's, it's kind of, here's two sides of social media. Either you pay or you do the work. Or you do both if you want to be most successful. I agree that, with you, but, but, but don't you think there's 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 products that are essentially unsellable? Like for example, she's asking about Herbal Life, a pyramid scheme, in my opinion, 
she's trying to sell it on Instagram, which is basically a platform with, I would imagine, 60% related to fitness. And you're coming to Instagram with this very fitness-oriented community, and you're trying to sell them a pyramid scheme product, not looking the part. You're a 300-pound lady calling yourself Fit Mama on Instagram and trying to sell a product just to push it and telling them they should join your team and be millionaires like you, but you're not a millionaire. So don't you think, first of all, shitty product, obviously not living the part, and you're marketing something that doesn't work to people. And eventually, as you said, lies will catch up and people are like, oh, this doesn't work. Why would I buy your product? Okay. So first off, she's in it for a sale, right? So sell the product. You can, you can sell any product. I mean, you as a salesman, you know, you can sell any product. You just got to find the buyer. I'm willing to bet there is at least three moms sitting at home with kids orbiting them, living off government assistance in Southern California that would pay money for at least the idea that they could lose weight and look better and try to find a, a new husband who can take care of them, right? Yeah, so they will take that money and they will buy her product. So go find them. Go go find the, the, the woman out in Mexico, Missouri. Oh my God. <laughs> Who's gonna like, wow, you're pretty fine. Yeah, help me lose 10 pounds, Herbalife. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. The thing is, you, you can sell anything to anybody. You just got to find the right group of people to sell it to. Yeah, I got uh, somebody trying to convince me to put that shit on my gym, and I just stared at them, and they did understand why I was staring at them. I was like, God damn, are you fucking bringing this shit here? But uh, all right, um, question I got. What's your logo about? Proper grammar. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. I'm just uh, looking. The logo is a combination of various parts of my history and and, and somewhat reflective of, of me as a person. Um, how do I put this the right way without disclosing certain things that I'm not going to talk about? <laughs> I've, I've always been, <clears throat> um, for lack of a better term, a fan of the Punisher mystique. Not necessarily the new glorified gay version, but the real. Yeah. Yeah. I know right? exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Um, that involves the skull. Now that mixed in with a particular event on a day of the dead celebration, many moons ago enforces the skull idea, let's say. And that is a, a very personal event to me that I, I keep close. Now the, bomb portion of it or the fuse um as my wife eloquently likes to point out to me is is reflective of my personality to some extent um a, a bomb is always a bomb um an inert object that is lethal is still lethal you know um rest or at war it, it's always the same you know you, you put a live round on the on a table it's still a live round. And just because you haven't tapped the primer yet doesn't mean it's not dangerous. <clears throat> so a, a bomb not going off is a still a bomb nonetheless. And, and you were, you were sedentary, you were quiet, you are unassuming. Um, but you have the propen propensity for, um, the worst of violence and the worst of destruction. Well, so, in case you didn't know, Brian, we're Arabs. We're not going to comment about the bomb comment. Just <laughs> yeah, we're quiet. I, we're quiet. We're, we're, we're ignoring you at this point. I don't want the fence kicking yeah. the door right so now. So we're, we're just going to ignore that last five seconds of the podcast. <laughs> and we're going to move on and talk about mimosas and eating bacon. So, <laughs> well, you know, if you're not going to use a pressure cooker and try to fuck up somebody's marathon, I think you're okay. <laughs> I don't even own one. I don't even own one to cook with. Uh -oh. Don't give ideas. <laughs> what is the pressure cooker you speak of? 
Yeah, I don't know I, what you're talking about. I don't know it's a pressure cooker at all. <laughs> but it is a spiritually clean fresh pressure cooker. Would you like? <laughs> I, I, at this point, oh. I think we need shirts that says spiritually clean. Yeah, see, you, you have coined that bullshit now. Fucking lie. Lies. But anyways, that, that's that's kind of the, the history behind it. Um, the logo itself was reflected of, of me, um, but it's not... Reflected of any stories or background that I really ever speak to, if that makes sense. It's just a, a personal thing, and I kind of leave it at that. No, hold on. Um, I got actually two more here. One of them, I don't think it's a question. It's almost a comment, and I died reading this. So it's like, have anyone ever told you that you talk and look just like the dad off the Incredible movie? <laughs> Well, the dad from the incredible movie is a, a husband and a father of two. Uh-huh. I, I am a father of three and a husband. I'm pretty sure I share a lot of the same <laughs> and um, struggle with patience in situations where, yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, there, there was uh, ironically a comparison made at one point in time when I was getting out of my little white Yaris back in the day. How did you fit in it? it. Um, I looked like Mr. Incredible getting out of the car. I mean, honestly, (laughs) I was 280 some odd pounds at the time and powerlifting and everything else. And I would get out of the car and the side would actually lift (laughs) as I got, I was so fucking happy compared to the car. And I once, um, back when I was still just kind of starting to date my wife, she made the comparison and I took a picture of myself while sitting in a cubicle at the office and put it next to a picture of Mr. Incredible sitting in, in his in his cubicle at his office and and people lost their mind. I did that post uh, God three, four years ago or so. Uh, yeah. I mean I saw this and I just envisioned I was like, holy cow, it is him. <laughs> uh, I think last question I got before we've got to wrap up here. Um, actually, this I'm trying to pick which one would be uh, a better. Actually, I can break it in two quickly. Okay, the one question says, "Do you help local businesses?" Um, other than uh, who I, I don't understand, but they're trying to get to. But basically, let me sum it up because this is like all over the place. But basically, what they're trying to ask: Can people hire you to help them do their branding on social media, or you're stuck with the company you're working with? Well, I own BC Social Media Group, so I help anybody. And actually, I'm freely assisting um, a local gym in House of Pain uh, build, brand, uh, promote, and and attempt to create a, a cross promotion opportunity where I don't directly try to push their apparel because they're they have a completely different line that is just House of Pain apparel that's been around for God. 15, 20 years. Yeah, I've seen that house up in around too. Yeah. But through indirectly pushing and promoting the gym, the gym is reflective of the brand. The brand is branched out into apparel by the apparel. So, yeah, I mean, I I work with a number of companies uh, varying in size and, you know, um, product type and things like that. I, I started in the gun and tactical industry, but I have somehow also gotten into the gym and fitness and all that kind of stuff industry as well. Um, last one I got here is just quick. Um, what made you decide to launch the BC shirts, uh, and brand merchandise? Um, well, 
I started like I like we talked before. I started with the why, like the what I'm going to do and why I'm going to do it. Um, and the only really pending question I had at the time was, well, how am I going to turn this into a business? What well, what is going to be my what? You know, am I going to sell? freaking self-help pamphlets. No, I, I don't consider myself an expert in anything, to be honest. Um, and, you know, I was attempting to figure out how, how does one monetize such a thing? And I have always been a big fan of, you know, t-shirts and hats and whatever else. And it, it's stuff that I was, um, I had available to me as, friends who are already in the industry. So people that could help me figure out how to go about getting shirts printed and getting hats done and, um, who the hell does the graphic design work and, and all these other things. I, I had those people in my life. So that seemed kind of like a natural way to go about it. Um, somehow though, the real big product has been the glasses. Um, I love those because, glasses. Love those glasses. Yeah, a lot of people don't do them because they're a higher risk product. As we learned with UPS destroying a few thousand dollars worth of glasses, um, but to that end, I was able to salvage some that um, I'll let you guys know are coming out as blend uh, drinkware uh, oh. Black Friday. Nice. So that's gonna be awesome. Omar, now, big chance to get some glasses for cheap, buddy. Good to know. Good to know. So. Uh, w- Follow up question before I let we we'll let you go. Uh, Black Friday, obviously, this is gonna post on Tuesday. Black Friday being two three days away from the podcast release. What are you having so we can link it up? Holy shit! Um, well, we have the blend glasses. We I, I still have the hats, sweatshirts, t shirts. I have what I'm calling a uh, factory second t shirts. Um, the company who printed up some of my shirts, uh, the logo on the back. They were using my BC social media group logo and well on the back, they printed BC social media group. And I was like, I, this is not the BC social media group fucking shirt, man. Um, so how are we going to fix this? Uh, what we ended up doing was it, it's the exact same shirt as the, as the strength is a choice shirt, but on the back there's the bomb skull, there's a BC and we put a black line over social media. That's the only difference of this shirt, but because that shirt doesn't meet the, promised product. Um, I did not sell them as, as the promised product to anybody, but I will be putting those up as a discounted shirt for black Friday weekend as well. So we're also launching the, uh, new shirt fear is a choice or I'm sorry, not fear is a choice. Fuck. I'm looking at two different shirts. Um, fear is a liar, which is actually a, a favorite Bible verse that my wife likes. Um, so we're coming with that one black Friday weekend. Um, and then I'll also be putting up the pre-order of the next shirt that is um, one of two. I actually haven't decided yet, but we have a few things coming up. It's not going to be some crazy huge liquidation sale, um, but it will be good. And it's going to be something that it's going to be an interesting balance between running the sale and answering customer queries and everything else with um, spending some time with my family. So. We'll, we'll link up the link to it. Um, yeah. And uh, if you want to send me a message on what time that sale starts, that way we'll have that information. Yeah, we'll put it all over our But if you guys will uh, basically, if you guys listening and you want to check him out, we'll have a link in the description of the podcast. So go check that out. Also, we have other links for uh, Warrior Culture Gear. I actually recommend, by the way, his glasses. I have all the collection. Uh, I was so bummed. I fucking messaged him at two in the morning. I was there. <laughs> I broke it. I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, hey, BC, are you coming up with another one? Then I looked at the time. I was like, holy fuck. I, I text this guy at two in the morning and I'm drunk. I was like, this is stupid. 
<laughs> That's how much I like those classes. <laughs> and what time did I answer? Uh, at that time, too. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's customer service right there. <laughs> Guys, you should you should message him at 2 a.m. and expect an immediate uh, response. He's going to come and kick your ass, man. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll put his phone number, too, so call him if you have questions about the order. <laughs> Brian, I have nothing to do with this. It's no, him. I'm, I'm joking. But guys, I would appreciate if you're listening to this podcast and you liked it, or even if you didn't like it, go put a, a review on iTunes. Tell us how we're doing. If you don't like it, tell us where we don't like it or DM us and tell I'll us. I'll come and choke you guys out if you said you don't like it. <laughs> uh, no, nice. I, mean, I mean, be honest. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like, t- uh, the topics that you want us to cover, or DM us, send a message to me or Philas or even the uh, two Arabs on a podcast on Instagram. And that way we can cover more topics that you actually enjoy or if you have questions. Uh, but Brian, it was an honor to have you on the show. We appreciate you joining us today all the way from Ofolan, which is middle of nowhere and uh, answering all the questions for us and uh, being honest so thank you wait uh, all right for the sake of honesty Omar where did you say I'm from Ofolan, isn't that true Ofolan, Missouri yeah that's what I said but it's, I have an Arab accent it's four hours west of you yeah, just outside of St. Louis in St. Charles County. Yeah, I was going to say, you said it's the middle of nowhere. I was like, it's, what the it's fuck middle of nowhere. Because I don't know where it is, so I'm just going to assume it's middle of nowhere. Back <laughs> to my crowd, if Omar doesn't go to any bar that's close by downtown KC, or did, everything is out like of the middle of nowhere. So <laughs> it, that's I stick him. to downtown KC. Well, I, I thought he said Oklahoma, and I was like, fucking no. No, no. <laughs> no, I'll fall in Missouri. It, it, it's that Arab accent, man. And just think, get thicker with the mimosas. Don't don't forget, he, 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 he got shot at so many times during the Gulf War, it still clicks in his head sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, Brian, it was really a pleasure, my friend, to have you. I'm pretty sure we're going to have you on here again because I'm getting already texts about some questions and stuff. I was like, guys, we're running out of time, but uh, this is really great, and I think it's one of the most informative um, podcasts we had, especially related to online branding and all that. And truly, man, we appreciate it. Um, I dig your stuff. I'm a big fan of your work. You're a great guy. And more power to you, man. We need men like you around here and just like all of us here, just pushing that honor legacy, man, going on here. And I appreciate your time, man. Happy to be a part of it. Thank you guys for having me. We'll get in touch with you, my brother. Thank you to our sponsors. Nutri Authority, no bullshit high quality supplement. Warrior Culture Gear custom designed and hand printed apparel made by and for the modern warrior. Modern warrior. warrior Fuel, Kansas City's best pre-made healthy meal delivery plan. Feed the warrior in you.